Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, April 15th, 2021. Being stuck in the mud is no fun. And if you've never been stuck in the mud, uh, let me tell you, it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. When I was a college student studying in Israel, we went one day to visit the site of the remains of the city of Gezer. And now Gezer, there's not a ton of biblical history that happens there, but the highlight is it's mentioned as one of a few cities where Solomon built up the defenses of that city. And if you go to Gezer, the highlight that you're going to see is upgrades in the defenses that go to, you guessed it, the time of Solomon. But as we were there looking at the archaeology and learning about the site, as we tried to leave, well, we had a little problem because you had to drive down this hill to get to the site of Gezer, and it had rained a ton the day before we were on this trip. And so the bus was not able to make it back up this kind of dirt road, muddy hill, and and the bus was not able to make it back up the hill. Uh, So we tried to go another way. And again, it was more dirt roads. And with all the rain, there was just so much mud and our bus got stuck in the mud. Well, the guys that were on that trip, we said, hey, we can do this. We can push the bus out of the mud. And so we, we all got behind the bus and we all gave it all we got. We We leaned into that bus and the bus started moving forward. Let me tell you, that was pretty exhilarating for all of us college guys. We were kind of on cloud nine. Yeah, we just pushed a bus out of the mud. Well, it wasn't long though before we got stuck again. And, you know, we pushed it free again. And then we kind of rounded a corner and all we could see basically in front of us for as far as we could see was just the road going through a field that was just covered in mud. And we knew that there was just no way that we would ever really make it out of that field. Uh, That's how some Christians maybe feel in their own battle against sin. They feel stuck in the mud and they feel like, all right, I pushed myself out. Yeah, that's awesome. And you get pumped up, but then you get to some point where you look ahead and you're just like, I just can't do this. I, I, I can't keep going on. But what I want us to understand today is that's not how we should feel. And even if you remember yesterday, looking at Romans 7 and whatever interpretation you land on on that passage, one thing we should all agree on is that is not where we want to stay. And what we're going to see is we remember Romans 6, but now move forward into Romans 8. Um, We're going to see that is not how God wants us to think. We should never stay in Romans 7. How are we going to move forward? How are we going to get out of getting stuck in the mud. And I think Romans 8 is going to give us so much wisdom and really encouragement as we think through what's going on. And so it starts in verse 1 by saying, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So as we think about moving forward, even though uh, we still have this struggle against sin, one thing that we have confidence of is total forgiveness, right? Even though we continue to struggle against sin, we know I'm going to stand before Christ someday and there is no condemnation because I have the righteousness of Christ. It has been given to me by faith. But that does not mean then we just 
give in to sin here and now. That's what Romans 6 argued. No, we should consider ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. And if Romans 7 gets us saying, well, but yeah, there's still this struggle. Uh, Consider what we see starting in verse 10. It says, but if Christ is in you, and that's kind of talking back before about if you are a Christian, that means you have the spirit. The spirit of Christ is in you. The spirit of God dwells in you. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So, yes, there may be a struggle with the flesh, but you have the spirit of God. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is going to give life to your mortal bodies. And so while there may be a struggle with sin, our mindset should be really one of an expectation of victory and progress and moving forward. God did not save us so we could be stuck in the mud, but he gave us his spirit to help us move forward. And then it goes on to say, so then brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so there we see God is calling us to to continue to move forward by putting sin to death. Yes, there is still a struggle, but by the spirit, we are meant to put sin to death. And that's going to feel a little different than just trying to push a bus through the mud. I remember an old pastor tried to explain uh, putting sin to death and moving forward will take effort, but it's not just based on our effort. And he used the image of, of two different ways to move a boat forward, right? One is rowing and you're, you're rowing and you are propelling that boat forward, right? The other is sailing, right? You're hoisting sails that are catching the wind and that is carrying the boat forward. And if you talk to anybody that sailed, both of those take work, but it's just, it's different kinds of work. And when we think about trying to do things in our own strength, that's that image of rowing. But when we think about really through the spirit, putting to death sin, it's that image really of the, of the sailboat. And are we still doing work? Absolutely. But it's really work that is meant to, you know, hoist those sails so the spirit can work through us and help us move forward. I would argue even often that's things like spending time in the word and really going before God in prayer. That's going to take effort. But what we're doing is really hoisting the sails to to catch that spirit of God as he speaks to us through the word, as we pour out our hearts to God in prayer, that he will be working through us to help us put sin to death. And so that's how we want to think about moving forward, right? We don't want to just sit there stuck in the mud of sin, but we want to hoist the sails. We want to seek the Lord and we want to move forward and put sin to death. And we do that with confidence. And I think another thing is that reason why we do that. We're not putting sin to death because it's like, oh man, if I, if I don't do this, I might have condemnation. No, there is no condemnation. And even we're doing it we're moving forward, not from a place just of a of fear of condemnation, but really a place of love. And that's where it goes on to where it says in verse 14, for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, right? That we are moving forward even in love 
for God, that he is our father and we have his spirit inside of us. And that's going to drive us forward in our struggle against sin. So Romans 8 is an incredible passage. We'll get to the second half tomorrow, but I hope this first half really gets us to move forward in our Christian life, to move forward in confidence, no fear of of condemnation, to move forward in love, crying out, Abba, Father, and to move forward really in the confidence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Next, let's move on to Psalm 46. And again, this is a a well-known passage of scripture, and we get to a particularly well-known verse in this passage today, which is Psalm 46, 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And I think this is such a timely verse. Even as you consider the last year, we've talked even on this podcast about so much of the chaos that is going on in the world around us. And that chaos can be rightly concerning to us. I think it's in the midst of all that, that we can be tempted to get worked up. We can be tempted to kind of start freaking out or or being worried or overly concerned about what's going on around us. And that is when God says, be still and know that I am God. Now that part of the verse is very, very well known, but I love how then it follows. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And we might even have a right concern, God, I don't like how your name is being dishonored in the world around me. And God is saying, hey, be still. Even one translation puts it, cease striving. Don't don't worry. We don't need to freak out. God is saying, I will be exalted. If you're worried that it doesn't look like I I am being exalted, don't worry. Be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted. And that's an encouraging thing for us. I think just in our own hearts, that's one way we need to find peace in this chaotic world is even though we look at the headlines and we see all the problems and the concerns, we know, hey, God is going to be exalted. He is not going to be forgotten. His will, his word are going to endure. And that should give us great motivation for another passage that we see as we finish up the gospel of Matthew today. And Matthew obviously ends with the Great Commission, which is really where we find our purpose, even kind of the purpose statement for our church, Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. So we think about making disciples, reaching, teaching, and training. It comes from this passage. And I love how it The Great Commission starts there in verse 18, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, right? That strikes me with those similar shades of Psalm 46. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. All authority has been given to him. And so even as we look at the the earthly authorities around us and we wonder what in the world is going on, We as Christians can know Jesus Christ is on the throne. He is ultimately in control and he's given us a mission. And therefore, we can be encouraged to go and obey that mission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." And I think the statements at the beginning of that Great Commission and the end, as well as what we saw in Psalm 46, really help us to move forward when it comes to this Great Commission. 
that we can be still and not freak out because we know God is going to be exalted, that we can know that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus Christ. And we can know that he has promised to be with us to the end of the age. And we experience the power of that promise through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So a lot of reasons in this these passages so far to move forward, right? Whether that's our own personal life and our own sanctification, or whether that's really the advance of the gospel through the Great Commission. We have no fear of condemnation. We have an amazing heavenly father, and we have a king on the throne in Jesus Christ. So let's go. Let's move forward for the sake of the gospel and for the glory of God. Uh, Finally, we look at Joshua chapters 7 and 8 today. And this tells the story of them attempting to conquer the city of Ai. And at first it doesn't go well, and it doesn't go well because of the sin of Achan. If you remember, as we read through the battle of Jericho, one of the rules was they were not supposed to take any of the spoil for themselves. But Achan does. He does it secretly. But God, therefore, holds the whole nation back from conquering Ai, and they suffer a military defeat because of this sin. And then this sin is revealed and it is dealt with as Achan and his family, and I think the impression is that his family was complicit in his sin, are put to death. And then God provides the victory. And maybe this is a somewhat of a parable of how serious we should be taking sin and even getting us back to Romans 8 that we want to, by the power of the Spirit, put sin to death. We don't want sin just to hang around in our lives. We don't want to make a a secret space for sin in our lives. We want to move forward putting sin to death by the Spirit of God. So whether you feel like you're moving or whether you feel like you're stuck in the mud today, let us realize that the path out of the mud, it won't just come from our own strength. It will really come from the tractor of the Holy Spirit pulling us forward. May we look to him. May we look to the Lord. Remember the forgiveness that we have in Christ, the freedom that we have in Christ. And may we move forward as we continue to pursue him, his glory, and his purpose in this world. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.